guys, this is Desi and welcome back to my podcast, Candle in a Dark Room. So today is a very special podcast. I am actually in Los Angeles with some of my good friends and I have a group of six women, including myself here, to talk about some very serious issues on sexual assault. Um, I am here with Cassie Skirbo. You guys have heard her on a previous episode. She is the Vice President of Buddha Bowling. Cassie, thank you for being here again. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Obviously, just so that people know, we kind of, and I love this, we kind of threw this together last minute. Like literally last minute. (laughs) No, as in like a couple minutes ago Mm -hmm. last minute. um, I knew that I had some incredible friends that had stories to share that I wanted to put you in touch with, but I think it's so cool that instead we decided to sit in a circle to create a very safe space to lift each other up. Um, I'm a huge advocate for women empowering women, and especially Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world. But I do know that Los Angeles can be a very trying city, Mm -hmm. and um, so it really hits close to home for me. I just know of so many stories, and I've had people, you know, cross the line even with me from time to time in in my life, and just things that didn't sit well with me, and I will never keep my mouth shut. So I'm here to, I'm always there to to open my mouth and to say what's on my mind and make sure I put people in their place, and today I'm, I'm really fucking excited for my best friends to do that too. Oh, awesome. I'm super excited <laughs> about it too. So this episode's kind of going to be like a three organization type episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Seek here from Badass Do Gooders. Yeah, Seek. Yeah. And also she's been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling very privileged to even sit here with all of you ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little bit about Badass Do Gooders is exactly what it sounds like. Um, but Uniquely, the members of Badass Together, we're getting ready to launch next month with 125 members. There is a huge chunk of our members and the amazing women that are part of um, our group is that they come from really difficult and challenging life experiences through different types of trauma. But the beautiful thing is they turn that pain into purpose. Absolutely. And so that's what Badass Together is, is about, is turning... Um, pain into purpose and and living your life to help others. So exactly. I'm excited that to be life. here. Turning yep. turn any negative into a positive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's all we can do. Exactly. And I think, and I'm also here in LA for the Badass Do Gooders retreat. So that's kind of how I'm even here in the first place. Um, so the guests that I'm, I also have Amber here. I want to also introduce her because she is not a guest on the uh, episode today, but I really thought it was important to have her here because she's been a previous guest and she's in town with me as well. And I think having her insight as a survivor is also going to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. So Amber, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yes, Amber. Um, and then the two guests that we are going to have are, we have Brittany, who is Cassie's best friend, one of her best friends, and then also we have Alexa, who is another really good friend of Cassie's. Um, they, again, Cassie reached out to a group of her friends this week and just let them know that I was here, actually like today, um, <laughs> let them know that I was here. Always doing a million podcasts, <laughs> I try. Yeah. It always works better this way, to just like, this is what we're doing, we're in an organic. hour, be here, be there. Yeah, definitely yeah, more and organic. And for LA, that's very challenging with all the driving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh exactly. We, got through, we went through traffic for this. Um, <laughs> we went to the 405 for yeah, this, right? For real. <laughs> it's <laughs> love, <important>. baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, again, um, Cassie sent out a message letting her friends know that this is what we are doing. And Brittany had confirmed last night that she wanted to do this. She has a really um, interesting, crazy, and just empowering, but also really traumatic story situation and story that I think is something that needs to be talked about because it's something that unfortunately does happen in the LA industry like often entertainment entertainment industry and I just think it's important um and then Alexa just came out with basically this is today is going to be her talking about it and being open about it for one of the first time right Mm -hmm. so again this is a safe place um 
And I'm just going to start by introducing Brittany. So again, um, Brittany is a professional hip-hop dancer from Miami living in Los Angeles. She works in the entertainment industry. She has traveled around the world backup dancing for some of the biggest artists in the music industry, such as Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and more, which I'm super envious of you because I think that's like amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she can also be seen dancing in over 10 feature films, such as the Step Up franchise, Pitch Perfect, and more. She is here to share her story of an experience of sexual assault within the dance community. So, Brittany, yes. you know, we talked about this at Sushi last night a little bit, mm -hmm. and you told me a little, about your, little bit about your story, and I want you to do that today, but I want you to tell us your story without, any, without filter of, okay. like, what you've been holding in. This is something that you've been holding for 10 years, 10 years a decade. Yeah. And or without, can I say one thing, sorry, just because mm -hmm. I know you so well in the story, without having to protect anybody. I'm not saying you have to say names, but like, mm -hmm. don't hold back your story right. in fear of protecting. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is anything. your moment. And like, this is you taking your power back of like, screw you guys. Like yeah. I am going to, this isn't, I'm going to be heard because yes. you haven't been heard about this mm -hmm. for 10 years. And recently with people in your life, you haven't been heard. And so this is your opportunity to be heard. Yes. Um, so again, you've been holding this for a decade and I know from my own personal experience and other people's that like, that is, oh, that is hard. It's hard to walk around with that, like, brick mm -hmm. on your back. So let's start by you kind of starting from the beginning of how it all happened and maybe a little bit of your background of how you kind of grew up and the things that you've already kind of been through and then what led to today. Yeah. So I have been dancing all my life. Um, I grew up at a dance studio ever since I was three. And then when I was about 16, I started working professionally in the dance industry. Um, Miami has a, a really great dance scene, so I was lucky enough to experience that and there was a choreographer who used to come in town um, he was very big at the time he was at the head of his career and he used to come in and do master classes really mm -hmm. often so I would always go and take his class and he had actually been hooking up with a friend of mine mm -hmm. a really good friend of mine at the time which is how I kind of gained a little bit more of a personal relationship with this man okay. it, I was a little more than just a student who would just go and take his class we would sometimes hang out after nothing to do with myself, just strictly because of the relationship he had with a good friend of mine. Okay. So then um, we kind of just kept in touch. The dance industry is really small, and it's just like the, you know anything in the entertainment industry. You want to keep networking and you right. keep those relationships. So I knew that I was moving out to LA. Um, I moved out here when I was 20. So I had known him for probably like three years or so. He would come back and forth to Miami pretty often teaching. Um, and so I had always kept in touch and I had reached out to him when I was moving to LA because um, Cassie actually, she was living out here at the time, so I had her. But as far as the dance industry, I didn't really know anybody out here. So I liked to keep all my contacts as close as possible. Mm -hmm. So I moved out here and I had contacted him. Um, and so this was probably my first year out in LA. And there was one specific night that he had invited me to go out. Um, so, so I knew him. You know, this wasn't some random stranger. Once again, this wasn't some person who I just took his class once or twice. Right. I wouldn't say we were good friends, but it was definitely more of a personal relationship. Someone so I had safe. known out here. I felt safe. Okay. It was someone that I know. And so I had met up with him at one point. We had gone out. There was multiple people there. We were out. Um, you know, we were drinking, but nothing too crazy at all. And we go back to his house, 
and there was people there at the time. Um, eventually, people left, and it was just me and him. And I remember vividly, he had offered me ecstasy. Mm. I had never done any drugs in my life at the time, so I said <clears throat> no. And at this point, I was still sober. I had been drinking, um, but I definitely was not drunk by any means. And so he'd offered me ecstasy. I said no. He made me a drink. I remember taking a sip of the drink, and that is the last thing I remember until I woke up in his bed completely naked. And it catches you off guard because I do hold responsibility. I was at his house. You know, it's not, but in the morning you wake up and you're just like, wait, what? Like, I was just so confused, but Mm -hmm. it didn't give me enough time to really process everything. So the first thing that initially goes through my head is I blacked out. That that was just the initial reaction, but I knew that I had not drank enough at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he started going into details about our sexual experience. And that's when I was like, like, just telling you? Like, just what you did. I remember like, vividly, he was like, oh, the Miami came out in you last night. Oh, That's what he said. Wow. Okay. And, like, I still, it was almost like I was in shock. Mm-hmm. Damn, Miami's about to come out <laughs> in me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So, I was so confused. <laughs> I was naked in his bed, so I know that we had had sex. Clearly, also by the details that he just had expressed. Okay. I left. So... I was still so confused, and I literally, at first, all I went through my head is, I think this is a natural thing. You almost blame yourself of, did I black out? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember, and I know I didn't drink enough, but maybe I did. So right. then that kind of sat with me. This kind of went through different phases. So that sat with me for a little bit. Then I was like, mm, let me give myself some time for maybe things to come back. I had blacked out before, so I know kind of, like, details do come back when you drink too much. So then, like, a little time passed, and nothing was coming back. And I was still like, that's so weird that nothing had ever come back. But I didn't think he drugged me. That's not something that I necessarily thought, also because I knew him. So naturally, you don't think someone you know. When you think of the date rape drug of a roofie, I think of maybe the movie stories of, some random guy, when you go to the bathroom at a club and you leave your drink, they do it. This right. was a man I knew right. and in the dance industry so that I was in. So, I just so we had, we had mutual mind. people. No, it and you never. Go denial. Yeah, that never, right. never crossed my and mind. And did you feel like hungover? Like, did you feel sick Nothing. or anything after? So you I just was felt fine. Literally, like, just confused and in shock. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. I also want to, like, like, not preface because it's you've said the story, but truly, like, not that anyone has, like, how dare anybody ever judge anything. And what happened is so disturbingly awful. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that would ever make it okay. Right. But I will say, Brittany is not a drinker. I'm like, you blacked out before. No. This. I don't even know when. Because I've known you for 20 yeah, years. So I'm not, like, a I'm story. Not like a party. Yeah. There's no blurred lines here. It's not like I was wasted in this. Like, I know, but like. Naturally, it's I'm, not like you're like, oh, no. I know Brittany. She gets, like, crazy. No. And maybe she never. doesn't remember. No. Right? Never. I okay. just. I had been we're just drinking, like having, I'm sure, and we had gone to a club. So, but that's where you almost take the guilt, and right. you almost are, you just put it on you first. Cause mm-hmm. like, why? Like I was just, I didn't know anything had happened. Right. So then I would say for about a month, nothing came back. Okay. So that's when I started to get really concerned because TMI, but it's time for my period, and I mm. don't remember anything. Right. Did this man come inside of me? Did right. this? I don't know. 
So, and I was waiting, and I and remember being a little late for my period. I literally okay. remember exactly where I was. We were training with Alec at that gym, <laughs> and I remember, like, oh God. just having, like, a little anxiety inside because I just didn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So now my phase kind of went from the confusion to, hmm, I'm starting to think this is a little abnormal. Like, nothing, not one detail came back it was literally like a movie i took a sip of the drink and then woke up in his bed naked so you didn't drink the whole thing from what you remember you had and it was i just know it was right after he had offered me ecstasy Mm -hmm. and i had never done ecstasy at the time now i have Mm -hmm. so i know that it wasn't ecstasy. you know that i know because ecstasy doesn't make you black out like Mm -hmm. that i know that so but it was just a little interesting that he'd offered me a drug and then right the next thing I remember is waking up in his bed naked. So Cassie knows me. I'm not very an emotional person. So things just didn't. I still kind of, you know, it went over my head. Some more time went by. So now I'm like, this is just so strange. Like not one detail like had ever come back. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Cassie who was like, I obviously had opened up to her and I was just confused. And she was the one that was like, Something is off. <laughs> Something yeah. is wrong. Majorly. I, I think he drugged you. Mm-hmm. And that, so I went from the confusion to now, even though she brought it to my attention, the in denial phase. Mm-hmm. Of, no way he would do that. I knew him. Right. Like, uh, that That makes no sense. And to be completely honest, because we're just being really raw, he probably could have slept with me. But it's the fact that right. I have zero Never recollection. And no memory, so that's what makes it even worse. Is you didn't even try right. sober. You he never just asked you, you sober. just went for. It's the, not like he asked the, and you turned him down or something. Like exactly. He, just never even he asked. didn't even ask, which makes that's where I get so angry because I'm like, you could have avoided all of this, right? Probably. Really I don't know, yeah. but like in yeah, the moment, I'm just being really raw. Yeah. It might have happened. Mm-hmm. So he was a good-looking man. He was really like the top of his career. Right? A womanized, like he he got a lot of women. So this is all just like, what? but that's kind of the scary thing. It's like sometimes people yeah. get off on that. Like, yeah, on, like I can get what I want when I want, like whether they want to. But or not. no, I'm saying like people like just unfortunately people are sick. Like right. people, yeah. some people want even if they think they can get you. Maybe it's this like fantasy in their yeah. head that. I'm going to drug her. Like, it, there's a power in that, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that power take, is because that's control. not me. I couldn't understand. But it's like, I could never understand that. But there, right. it's I, it's just making women aware that, like, and you know, there are people out there that, and, and, and you know the statistics, and most, a lot of the times they're the people that are the closest to you. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and I think the statistics are like 90, yeah. I want to say it's like 93 or something percent as by people that you it's know. It's in the high 80s for well, sure. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I want to think, I'm pretty sure when I looked, it was like 93 or something. Wow. You're, you're sex trafficked and assaulted by somebody that you know. Never pick yeah. up a drink unless yeah. you made it and never put it down. Once yeah. you put it down, just throw it away. And I don't this care was how just me and him was. in his house. That's why, like I said, well, it's so, yeah. so long. This wasn't your typical wasn't bar, situation yeah, of right. some random person. Totally. So then Cassie was the one that was like, nah, shit's off. Like, right. I think he drugged you. And I still was in denial for a while. By the time I really was like, I think he did. Like, I really think he did. I think it just went over my head and I didn't even deal with it. So it was at that point that I It was just just like too much. It was almost just like too much. Time had already passed. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, like, almost like what am I supposed to do now? And the unfortunate thing is 
Um, like, why I never really think I was so emotional with it is because I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time for it to really sit with me. It was easy for it to go over my head because I don't, I don't have any vivid memory of anything. Right. So then time passed, but I had come to terms with, nah, like, I'm pretty sure this is, this is what happened. And now, have you this, seen him during this time? Here and there. Okay. I had refused to, like, go to his class because he still taught um, and go to an audition with him. But I had seen him here and there. The dance industry's small, so right. there's events and And he had never whatnot. said anything about it again. Nothing. He, when he saw me, it was like, oh, my God, hi. Like, as nothing. if nothing. So the thing where things kind of got real was I had a friend who was very close to him for 12 years. She had been his assistant for 12 years, and they had a very, very, very bad falling out. So I had opened up to her one day. Mm. And just because she was kind of telling a little bit of her story with the same man, and I had opened up to her, and I'm like, I think this is what happened. Like, this is so weird. And she goes, Brittany, word for word, your story, I had heard from at least three people that I can confirm with. She goes, word for word. Someone had even witnessed him putting the drug in a drink. Now, her story is just beyond. Let's just say he also has a past of heavy, heavy, heavy physical abuse. Mm. So, she was the one... With, like, random, like, with people he knows, like, friends, quote-unquote. People he was close to. Okay. Yeah. So... She was the one that just solidified and confirmed everything for me. Because mm. I had come to terms with it, but like I said, you don't have vivid proof because I don't remember anything. Right. So when she said, word for word, your story is identical to three other people that she knows of. So you can even imagine. Right. He did it to a girl he was dating. A girl he was dating that one night she wanted to leave early. And she goes... She said to her friend, she confided in her friend, the one that I had confided in, she goes, I think he drugged me. And she was like, what? And her story was the exact same. And another girl, she had witnessed him do it, and he held her hostage in a room and threatened her if she said anything. So this was a thing he did. Like, this wasn't just, this was an actual thing that he did. This confirmed that this was, like, a regular. This confirms that I'm not crazy. Right. I'm not making this up. Because you still have your doubt, naturally. Well, not naturally, but I did. I still had, like, a little bit of doubt. And when she said that, I was like, this motherfucker. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So, like, when you had found out that three other people had, that you knew of, had the exact same story, word for word, did it make you feel better? Yes. Okay. And why I'm saying this is, this is why it is so fucking important to To talk. And yep. to tell and to never be scared because you don't know who's been through a similar situation. You might be saving, you helping, might be saving, who might teaching. come up in that situation soon and not know what to do. And who you could help because people feel so alone. And then you feel yeah. something like this. So isolated. Yeah, it's very isolated. Which mm-hmm. brings on depression mm-hmm. and, and anxiety. Anxiety and even bot like body, body disorders. Well, again, it's bot shame. Like mm-hmm. she felt yes. and ba- like shame. He felt guilty. I like felt okay, crazy. did I did something like, happen? Did, yeah, like, you don't know, so... Yeah, that's... no one deserves to feel that way. Yeah, And exactly. I never wanted to put out false information yeah, false because facts. it's heavy. 
So when she confirmed it, especially when I found out that it was people he knew and that he was close with, I just knew. Like, mm-hmm. I knew. I had solid proof that I'm not crazy. Like, this is exactly what had happened to me mm-hmm. because the stories were just the same. And they were right. all friends. Or like I said, it was even a woman he was dating. So yeah, this crazy. was just something he, like I said, he did. And so after that, you know, even so, it made me feel so much better. But I think I never really still dealt with it emotionally. It was more just <clears throat> confirmation. Right, yeah. Until recently, um, it's actually just like the way the world works, how I'm talking about this now. The dance industry has been going through a lot right now, Mm -hmm. especially during quarantine. Just like a lot of stuff have been coming to light and a lot of people have been coming out with sexual assault accusations. Right. And I was listening to other people's story. And that's why, like, I'm so happy I'm doing this because I know how I came to light about this. I was listening to other people's story and it just made my mind run, like, a thousand miles an hour of, like, I actually, for the first time, sat and thought, I got raped. And I had never said those words before. Ever. Because this is still a man that I see. And Mm. as disgusting as that is, it's just a small world. I have friends that are friends with him. I would see him out. And I always get my distance, but... It's a really tough situation because this is also my profession. Right. So, you know, and but for the first time, I, like, just sat and I thought. And I was like, wow. Like, I can't believe that happened to me. Because right. Cassie Cause you knows. Never, but like I said, I'm not really an emotional person. Like, just well, in general in life. Well, you never to you like, either. Things go over my head. I don't really, like, right. I'm not a big crier. I, you know, so for, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like this actually happened to me. This is something really, really, really serious mm-hmm. and heavy and traumatic, and I never even, like, thought about it. Well, and I feel like, again, like I said a second ago, I feel like you <coughs> never thought this could happen to you because you didn't put yourself in a dangerous situation. You didn't put yourself with a random stranger that you didn't know or in a club drinking a drink that someone gave you. Like, again, this was someone you knew, someone you had, like, been mm-hmm. friends with. So you never had put your – you didn't put yourself in a situation where this was – possible you know what mm-hmm. I mean this was something completely like shocking to yeah. you and so again it's one of those things that's like this could never happen to me like I don't I don't put myself in the situation so this can yeah. happen to me and then when it did it's shocking because it's like wait holy crap like you yeah. said like I can't believe that I was right like that coming I mean, to that yeah. realization is yeah crazy and now just like everything is coming together and it just like now so I went through the confusion I went through the denial now I'm just angry because he's still working in this industry. Like I see him have jobs and people dancing for him, and and no one's spoken. And about I have this friends that are friends with him, and I'm just like, oh my god, it makes me so angry. And also knowing that my friend's history, like a physical abuse and some really, really, really heavy things, I, I'm just like, I'm angry now. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, it's almost like I don't know really where to go with this. So like. You know, there are hopes, like, there's power in numbers, and I would love for, you know, eventually other people to come together. Um, Just where I'm at now, I wish I was comfortable saying his name and doing Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I'm not. That's just where I'm at. You're just not right now, and that's okay. Just not. Don't feel slick shame about that, because that's okay. Like, you need Mm -hmm. to make sure you're ready when this happens. Because, like I said, he does have a history of physical abuse, and we have a lot of the same circle. So, I'm a little scared. Um... But I, I feel like I'm on the right path mm-hmm. and, you know, 
this took 10 years and hopefully it won't take more, you know, another 10 years, but I'm proud to at least share the story Mm -hmm. in hopes of other people. And that's, you know, the most important thing. Right. Because like you said, it's people you know and people you least expect. And even it was to a woman that he was already sleeping with. Right. So like, which is just beyond. And like I said, I was at his house. Like this was never anything you would think but he just went right to nope I'm just gonna make her unconscious and just have her you know so now now I think I'm my toughest thing is like I said I I see him and he's in the industry and I've been dealing a lot with friends because I never felt a certain way so I couldn't judge anyone for feeling a certain way but now it's that tough position because my feelings have changed Because it's almost like it happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm just reliving it for the first time. And so I'm trying to find the balance of like, well, how do I tell my friends all of a sudden? Like, you can't see him and you can't this when that was never the case for myself. Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a lot on me now of just like trying to navigate just everything. I've officially taken myself out of all situations with him because my emotions are so different. Like, I have one friend who is very, very close to him, and I refuse to go. Like, if he's there, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't do that in the past. I just would distance myself, but I wouldn't. So, it's a whole new situation for me now mm-hmm. that I'm even trying to navigate. And, yeah. you know, we talked about a little bit yesterday as well of the friends you have confided in about this mm-hmm. haven't cut him off yet. And so that's yeah. really hard for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of explain that just because I feel like that is a very common yeah. feeling of, like, people don't have your back like you expected to mm-hmm. and how that feels. And now you kind of feel alone in this when, with the people that you shouldn't feel that way yeah. with. There's a handful of people that I've opened up to about this, um, especially recently because mm-hmm. this is a whole new story recently. Like I'm not going to judge anyone or I'm not going to put anything on people up until a couple months ago because I never opened up about it. Right. So I, you know, I can't say anything to friends who felt a certain way. But now... That, like, I feel like, like I said, my emotions took, like, a whole 180 on the whole situation. There are a few people that I've heavily, heavily opened up to about it. They know my emotions. They know where I'm at. They know where I feel about this. They know how triggered I am with it. And so it's hard because, especially, I have one friend who I'm very, very close with. It's almost like he gets it, but he doesn't. He doesn't get it all. He's been there. He, he listens to me, but... I still see him in rehearsals with this man. And that just makes me feel just so... Betrayed. Betrayed and not understood. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not one to necessarily tell someone not to take a job. Because I know how this industry works. I know everyone needs their money and anything. But I just want to feel that my feelings are validated. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, they respect that. So I'm actually, like... In the process of unfortunately losing a friendship because mm-hmm. if they can't see that that I just like my mind is blown in this situation and I and I've been really honest and I'm really open I'm like listen I understand that <clears throat> this is different now like so the past is the past of like if you would have taken a job four months ago this would have been a whole different thing mm-hmm. but you're aware of where I'm at now right. so let's just say this happened yesterday like And so it's really hard because now it's like seeing my friends have to re-navigate. To me, it's just so white and black. It's like, I know. If something to that extent happens to one of your best friends, 
I don't you give a shit. You cut the time. You care how much what money. the right. job is. I don't care if it's for Prince Edward. Right. I don't even know if there is a Prince Edward. <laughs> I don't think there is. Yeah. But if there were, and it was for right. him, you better not. Like, don't better cut the time. I'm not, I'm not saying show Prince up Edward is house, Prince like, Edward yeah, yeah, yeah. is is a, a prosthetic, or whatever is. Someone who's doing these things, but I'm just saying, if you had a choreographer, and that's yeah. the difficult part is like for yourself, right? Where you're at now with your emotions is like the boundaries that you're having to set for yourself now, right? right. To protect you and protect, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's just difficult all around because you care about that person and you think they care no. about you, yeah. and so you know you do have these expect. We're all human, so we yeah. have these expectations from people mm-hmm. that we are close to, and then when they fall short of that. That's a whole nother set of emotions. It's a Absolutely. whole nother set. And, I'm, yes. and like, yeah, I would get it. Like, I know there's a lot of those quotes. There's a lot of quotes that are like, you know, you can't expect everybody to have the same heart as you or the same whatever it may be. Yeah. Morals, values, whatever. We're all we're all human. We all have our own paths. But when it's something like that, yes. to yeah. me, there is just no excuse. Yeah. Well, and like you said, for you, like, this is validating how you feel about what the situation. Yeah. It took you 10 years mm-hmm, to uncover this that's been so mm-hmm. under the rug for this entire time. And you're finally having the strength and the bravery to come out and be like, hey, this fucking happened. Like, yeah. this yeah. happened to me. Like, I was so assaulted. Like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. But then you have the people that are supposed to have your back for it that don't and go off and hang out with this person. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a stab in the back. And you, yeah. at that point... And I, again, can only say this because I've had to do the same thing, which it sucks and it hurts and it's bullshit and it's not fair. But at that point, you have to take care of you. Of you. Yeah. And you have to follow what you need for you. And mm-hmm. right now, you are in a vulnerable space that, like, you can't have that bullshit around you yeah. right now. And, like, I, and you I have did, to take I cut, care of I cut, you. I cut ties because I was just yeah. like, the fact, because I've expressed this to him. Right. And then that same day, I saw him in a rehearsal for nothing. Like An hour later an after hour she told later. me sorry. Oh my god! We were literally dying about this last night because she was telling us how she was like sitting there telling him this at dinner or whatever, and then an hour later he was there with him and just like rehearsing and dancing with him, and well, that I, literally blows yeah, my no, mind. Yeah. Like and I, I just don't get the it. other part of it too. I'm just thinking out loud too when you're sharing that part of your story and and just the dynamics of the different relationships that you have with people. You do you kind of question is like do they think this is okay? Right. You know because it's you know it's not okay. Yeah. Like what happened to you? But. Do they approve of this? You know, Do they so, believe and me? They I believe mean, not like in your case, yeah. but in some cases, and that sucks. But you know what? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know in your heart when you do the right thing. Yep. And, yeah. that's, right. and you know, and that's all that It's matters. your story. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it comes down to is this is your story. This is your truth. And this that's is, their drop. The drop yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they choose to do with yeah. it is on them. Mm-hmm. And that's when you just have to be like, I mean, I've lost a lot of friends since like coming out with my story on my podcast yeah. originally and things like this because it's too much for people to handle. Yeah. And I literally yeah. had a friend say, it's just too sad and I can't handle it. Like, I just can't be around it, right? Like, around you. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was just too much for her to handle. And I'm just oh, like, oh. Too much for them. For yeah. Right. Like, for you. How dare. Too much for them. Yeah, it. like, legit. She was just too much for her to, like, hear. So she just had to, like, completely just distance herself from my life. And I've had that happen a couple of times. And it's like, for us, I'm just going to throw this out there, normal people. It's weird. Like, it's not okay. It's not okay for you to hear mm-hmm. those type of things and be like, well, that's too much. So I'm going to go live over here in my bubble mm-hmm. and yeah. act like these things don't happen and act like this isn't a normal, like this isn't a regular yeah. situation. Yeah. And so, first of all, you, the way you've handled it the past 10 years, like, is incredible. Champion. Like, that you yeah. have, yeah. you know, faced him and that you've continued to just, like, masked it, basically, mm-hmm. and kept it under the rug, which... You know, it's not healthy for you, but you did what you had to do for yourself at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's okay if it takes you 
5, 10, 15 years Mm -hmm. to come to terms with something that happened to you. And it did. It took a decade for that to happen. But here you are. You're still young. You're still working. Mm -hmm. You're still in the industry. He's still in the industry. So it's not too late. Like, it's not too late to do something about it now. And you just talking about it and, you know, right here and other podcasts or whoever else you're telling about it can be enough that it's going to – it could maybe be enough to where it comes back to him that people are talking about it and then he's – doesn't want to do it again. He gets too scared to do it again. Or another girl hears that it happened to them and it's like, holy crap, that happened to me with him too. Yeah. Or it happened to me with someone else or whatever the situation Mm -hmm. is. You just never know whose light that you could be. And so you coming out with this, I just think is a really incredible. So I'm really proud of you. So proud of you. And I just think you're amazing. And Hell yeah. I mean, karma's going to come. And this day's going to come. And justice is going to come. And all you can do is just keep using your voice and mm-hmm. advocating for absolutely. yourself and the rest will, ha- will happen. As, yeah, absolutely. as we always say, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In its own time. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing your thank story. You. Thank you. How did we do? I'm like, <laughs> okay. I love you. <laughs> well, yeah, Cassie was there throughout all of it. Yeah. If it weren't for her, it probably wouldn't even have come to terms. Well, that's, I mean, that's, good friends for you like I know she's the best and my best friend was was my best friend since fourth yeah. grade and like I couldn't have been where I am without yeah. her support and like that's important that's the friendships that you need to look at like Absolutely. those are the ones that are loyal mm-hmm. so people need people at the end yeah. of the day yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a good different subject but that's what I was going to say before it's just like honestly talking about things even if none of the things we mentioned which I'm sure they all will happen happen it's just about getting things off your chest and breaking mm-hmm. the silence and I finally learned that for the first time this year yeah just like even with you guys opening mm-hmm. up on the panel and being inspired by people like Anna Lynn and you and right. you know everyone mm-hmm. else just sharing their stories and obviously then I met Desi at that pan- panel mm-hmm. and hearing her story and I was like wow like those women that like have the, the people that I know who have been through the most are the, the most powerful beautiful like lit up Mm -hmm. people I'm like I want to be like these people and I and I can't even say I've been through half of what they've been through but it is my duty to share what I have been through just in my own with my own personal struggles Mm -hmm. because if I can help one person the way like they you all have helped me and and made me realize how important it is Mm -hmm. to like never feel ashamed for anything and to just always be honest because Mm -hmm. you can't go back and all you can do is push forward and either gain your power back or grow as a human or whatever the case may be. Every right. situation is different, but there is, like, it's never a negative thing to break the silence. Yeah. Ever. Even if it's something you did wrong, like, come clean. That's another way yeah. to break the silence. People, like, mm-hmm. we're not perfect, but you got to just talk, talk it out. The craziest well, thing was when I went on the other uh, podcast and mm-hmm. had expressed it for the first time ever, I didn't say any names, especially within the dance industry. I just, yeah. like I said, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Right. But I had so many people hit me up, and they knew exactly who I was talking about, See. and that was mm-hmm. so Beautiful. great. To that me. was validation enough. It was validation, yeah, and it also was like for it to click in other people's head of like, oh mm-hmm. man, I should have said something back in the past because he has a reputation. So when you hear whose name it was, Ugh. you're not. Sickly, you're not shocked. Yeah. About like, you're not surprised. Well, yeah, exactly. So, like, even just like the more and more, I just I feel really mm-hmm. great that, like you said, karma is just gonna come around and right. it's gonna it's gonna say it. itself, you yeah. know, without. Well, like Cassie said, you know, me. being yeah. that person for someone, like you know, goes cliche with what we're what I with mm-hmm. my business, but like you have literally can be that candle for someone mm-hmm. in like the darkest of darkness and like mm-hmm. you oh. just giving them that little tiny bit of hope that little tiny yeah. bit of light can literally help them guide themselves out of that mm-hmm. tunnel you know what I mean that dark yeah. space and so 
that's why, again, it's so important to do these type of things and to talk about it and to, you know, even if you're not saying a name, you're saying enough to where yeah. it's, it can save, some, save exactly. somebody. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you so much thank for, you for telling your story. Me. So Absolutely. <laughs> there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, in the dark room, there's a yeah. candle. It's true. <laughs> so, Alexa, now, again, I kind of yeah. told her told you guys a little bit that so this kind of whole thing happened crazy it's not crazy it things happen as seek mm-hmm. says things happen for a reason and nothing's ever nothing's coincidence. an accident nothing's yeah. an accident yeah. but this whole thing with you know alexa wasn't gonna be here like this was just gonna you know i was here yesterday with cassie and we were drinking wine like talking about doing a podcast episode with a couple people today but it was like specifically Brittany and a couple other people and then this morning we talked and one of the other girls who's also named Alexa um, <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't able to come and so we ended up having to reschedule her and uh, Cassie ended up sending out a text to a group of her friends just saying hey this is what's going on today we're going to be recording a podcast blah blah and Alexa this Alexa yeah this Alexa <laughs> um, just basically told Cassie like this is yeah that's okay the first time I heard you talking about Alexa's on her way I thought you were talking to like the Alexa uh, I was like waiting for music to play or oh. something Alexa play on her way <laughs> that's what I thought oh, you were true. that is the story of my goddamn I thought that's really screwed you up huh? Alexa come here I'm sorry where would you like me to go <laughs> um, I had to unplug it I had to I, now it's completely unplugged but anytime Alexa to come over, yeah, I'm, I'm like, unplugging this damn thing. Goes off every time. Two Alexas in here, so they have people. Hate that thing. By the way, wait, can we do a group podcast? All the time. I know. I, I love this. I know. First of all, just being honest, we all know like we're always on different crazy schedules, and like it's great. And we're not even all in the same state. Yeah. Like. I know, but just like get all like everybody's stories in at once. It's yeah. It's, it's like There's it's more healing. I love it. And not only is it like great for for scheduling purposes for you, but like. It is so healing, and you feel so yeah. uplifted when you have yeah. people around you supporting you. These are my favorite ones. Like, my favorite Love ones this. have been these because, again, it's when people are raw and vulnerable and, like, people give their opinions and people who haven't been through things give their opinions and people who have been through similar situations, to, you know, it's just, it's so healing and not alone. And I think, like you said, I yeah. think it's really great to do these type of things. Yeah, um, I love it. But, yeah, Alexa... Just ended up messaging Cassie and was like, oh my gosh, like today's basically been a shit show, like oh. emotional mess, like this happened to me, and just it kind of all spilled from there. Um, so, yeah, no, it's meant to be. It Go was it. a mental shit show. Yeah. <laughs> like I woke up crying. Do you ever have those days? Like, yes. it's weird because <laughs> I feel like it just bottle so many things mm-hmm. up and yeah. it's like I just wake up one day and I'm like oh cool I can't stop crying all day mm-hmm. yeah. and that was pretty much me until I came here well, well again I need feel to cry, like girl. yeah, yeah <laughs> we're here we're here this is a safe place to cry um we've done it before mm-hmm. but totally you know like I said to Brittany a minute ago like you're you've been holding this you're holding this secret and it's gonna eat away at you it's going to literally chip you away one piece at a time and I mean, that from what you're, you've just said, so far from what you've told me, like, that is the case in the situation. So why don't you just kind of start from the beginning and kind of just, again, where you, how you got here and why you're here today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think now that I've heard Brittany's story, I kind of also want to, like, delve into another story. So I'm going to make them both, like, kind of short. Okay. And so, so I can tell no, both go. of them if that's yeah, cool. totally. I think um, 
But I talked to my therapist this morning, and I was like, why am I crying? (laughs) Why am I so sad? And she was like, sometimes if... Well, we we went on a little bit, but then she was like, sometimes if things have occurred at this this a certain point in time or like a certain season, the season will kind of bring you this sadness. Right. And so end of August has always been a sad time for me. That was the time I lost my virginity, which was a really kind of horrific time for me. And then also um, when I got roofied by a really high up kind of like you Brittany mm-hmm. so um it's just kind of like summertime sadness for me right so I uh when I was 16 I got a little drunk at a party and went to bed and I had someone come up behind me and I thought it was my boyfriend at the time and I was a virgin and he started caressing me and we were on weird terms at this point, so I kind of just, by, I don't know, societal pressure, f- felt like I had to say, just put it in. Mm-hmm. So he did, and we you had You were turned around. And I, I was on, yeah, I was okay, on my so side. I was okay. on my side, yeah. And then it ended up being his best friend. So... I dealt with that for a really long time mm-hmm. because I was consensual, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, just put it in, but I also obviously thought it was my boyfriend, um, but it wasn't. So, so can you tell us a little bit about, about that reaction of, like, yeah. how, you know, when that happened and you realized it wasn't your boyfriend, what happened? I felt embarrassed, and I was so young, and I never intended on losing my virginity that young. I that was something I kept really near and dear to me. Um but I yeah, I definitely felt embarrassed. I was just mortified mm-hmm. because and then I didn't want him to know that I thought it was someone so it was it was totally Oh so he didn't know that you thought it was someone different. No. Was yeah, I never told him. I was just like, cool. It happened and then I just kept it internal for so long I mean till probably right now (laughs) so So I kind of just brushed it off as something that was like oh I lost my virginity cool Mm -hmm. but also internally it was like oh that's not how I wanted it to happen at all so it sucked and then I also kind of like deal with this whole thing of he knew I I mean I don't know if he knew I don't know. He knew. He knew a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. But to him, he probably in his head it was consensual and has probably never never thought twice about it. Right. But the way it happened to you, it's it would hit differently. Yeah. So I struggle with that a lot because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do I consider this? It wasn't consensual because I didn't think you were, you know. Mm -hmm. But yet you said it, and yeah, it's. I had been dating your best friend for a whole year. Right. Why would I think it was you? You right. know, in a dark room. Why would room? he try? Did he ever, did he ever no, say anything? Like, did he yeah. use his Speak? voice? No. Mm-mm. Interesting. And then it was done, and to I say the least. Yeah. So right. it was just it. It's a very confusing experience to me. 
All right, guys. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me wearing and repping the cutest leggings and workout gear. Well, all of that is from my ladies at Clone Apparel. The founder, Alex, was actually a guest on episode 10, Darkness Before Dawn on season one, which was about suicide prevention. Clone specializes in apparel for every booty and boob type. Plus, they have stuff for men as well. I can literally go from recording this podcast to the gym to picking up my kids and never have to worry about them moving, scrunching, or showing my booty. They are squat proof, moisture wicking, and did I mention super affordable? I'm talking nothing over $45. They will be launching new styles including high-waisted workout shorts this month, which I seriously cannot wait for. Check out the clone highlight on my Instagram page and make sure you follow them on Facebook and or Instagram at clone apparel. That's K-L-O-N apparel. And the link to their website is in the bio. Also, if you use the discount code candle in a dark room, one word, you will get 20% off. So make sure you check them out now. You will not regret it. But so that's A, and then B, once you brought up your subject, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to touch on this yeah. thing. Um, when I moved out to L.A., I was a model, and I joined this – I'm not going to – okay, I can't, I can't say names. I joined this modeling catering service, and I had been doing it for a couple months, been making a lot of money a lot of money from it, and um, a, f- a couple months into it, I got a text that said, hey, we need six models tonight. Are you into it? To work at a huge designer, huge designer, her son's uh, party. And I was like, obviously, I want to model for her mm-hmm. for her someday. I want to model for this man's mom. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and um, so I went, and it ended up being six models and six dudes. And they tried to give me a drink the entire night, and I said no. And then finally, like two hours in, I said yes to a margarita. Don't remember anything. This was a Friday. I didn't come to until a Sunday. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were at the same house? Same house. For two, for days? two days? For two days, and don't remember any of it. What in that? That's so crazy. what? That's crazy. What happened? How did that? Like, how did you come to? What was the situation? I had one drink. I had. I was like, okay, I'll have a margarita. Ugh. And this was when I was twenty, so like, I didn't go right. with them to the club or anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I. The little bits I remember just, just are such little bits. <laughs> when did you wake up in the in house? a bed? Okay. Yeah, in not my clothes. And yeah. were you with someone, like, specifically? or I was <clears throat> next to another girl, so that made me feel better, another model. But also I felt just so terrible at the same time. Like, I just feel so gross about it because I have no recollection of what happened. That's, that's what I was saying. It's, like, yeah. the hardest thing. Oh, my God, I have chills. It's, like, the hardest thing when, like, you want to, like, you just don't know. You have yeah. no idea for, like, the what right word. happened. Yeah. But that's, like I, a, I, gross is, like, um, I hate that you use that because I love you, and I hate that you resonate that because I love you. But it sucks that, like, it just sucks so badly that someone else's disgusting behavior, I keep using the word disgusting because I won't even use right. the word bad because it just disgusts me, 
that like it's so unfortunate that women have to feel because boundaries were crossed with their body, which is our temple. So now we have to that we have to feel shame. It's just so we have to wonder. Well, I've never experienced like you know where I I was drugged once, but like this with my friends and it was in Vegas. This was like two years ago. But nothing happened because I was my friends and like we'd washed each other. But when I got when I took my friend's drink, I well I ended up like I remember blacking out. I remember them carrying me to the room. I remember putting my hands on the railing and ants crawling at my arm because there was mm-hmm. a bunch of ants on the railing in Vegas. And then luckily my friends took me to the room and like I told them lock the door, make sure no one can come in here because I was scared of that. So I. I've had situations like that where, thank goodness, like, you know, my friend watched mm-hmm. me. But I also, because of my past and the things that happened to me, the frustration of you saying how, like, you don't remember and that's so hard is has literally been my entire childhood. So, like, people will say, remember when this happened? Or, like, remember, you know, like, big moments in right. my life. Like, a, you know, big Disneyland trip that we took before my parents came home and told us they were getting divorced. Before, like, big things happened. And... I have no memory, like none. Like I don't remember like my brother being born. I don't remember like any of that time in my life, and it sucks because trauma. like because of trauma, I, yeah, because yeah. of trauma, I blocked it out. But I like that frustration of like, like literally turning and tossing mm-hmm. me bed. Like yeah. I cannot freaking remember. Like why don't I remember this? Like this is something important. Like I should have this in my memory. So yeah. I get that, like that frustration of. Just I absolutely not have trauma brain too. Like, oh yeah. I, it's real. <laughs> trying to think about my teenage years or even just like my early 20s because of what I just talked mm-hmm. about. It's just yeah. like crazy. Did you ever talk to the girl that was, was next gonna, to that you? That was my question. Yeah. Um, I did. So I have a friend mm-hmm. and um, she also hung out with them at a like m- months later. Mm-hmm. Kind of did the same things that I was doing with them. And um, I was like, please ask about me because I just want to see what their reaction is or see mm-hmm. what they say and she asked about me and I guess their bodyguard said oh yeah we got her good so Ugh, that is dis- uh, that is so it. no I hate this yeah oh this God. is and that's the most horrible thing that's a horrible thing it's like that's how corrupt just the world is in general. Such mm-hmm. a big portion well, of it. With everything that's that, going on, we're finding out, like, of course. big, you know, government thing. people, Epstein mm-hmm. people, like, big people Pentagon. that are known. Like, bodyguard and, like, big designers. People that and, are like, supposed you know, to that's one story. protect us. Cops, you know, all, those yeah. certain cops that pull people over and they've said that, like, things have happened. Or, like, totally. again, government people that are supposed to protect us and have these laws. Judges. Like, make the judges. Yeah. You know, all, there's so many people that are, like, supposed to protect us. Like, bodyguards, those type of people that are the ones that are behind it. And it's mm-hmm. such bullshit because it's... And the fact that they sit there and glow about it... Exactly. I'm it like, what does that worse. even mean? Mm-hmm. Did you did you run a train on me? Did you... I, don't, I, I just don't even... Like, what are the depths of that? What are right? the depths of that? Right. But, I mean, I'm, I'm okay and I'm recovering. It's just like... It's just hard to wrap my brain around. So yeah. you don't remember waking up like a, like a man... Like there was no guy there. Was there was no at that man moment. in my bed. So did you leave like right away? Absolutely. Okay. And I never talked to any of them again. And I know a lot of those models still talk to them to this day because and they have, have you, a lot of power. And have you asked them, like, like if anybody else has experienced similar similar situations? I have been reached out. I've posted about this before, just on my Facebook. Nothing like I'm I'm scared because he's so powerful and right. his family is so powerful. But I have posted about it on my Facebook, and one of the models reached out to me and was like, hey, I know what you're going through. I was there that night, and I know I've been there, blah, blah, blah. So, 
I don't, I don't know. So but no just, one like knows it. It, like what actually happened. No like, specifics of anything. I, yeah. I, um, all I have is that yeah. bodyguards recount. That it's crazy, crazy how many times that things like this happen because, like you, Desi, which I never came out to say because my story is uh, with the being roofied is a lot more like yours. Luckily, um, my best friend who passed away, Stephanie, was there mm-hmm. and she recognized very strange behavior. Right. Um, I had like one glass of champagne. We yep. were out, and my ex boyfriend at the time was my ex. His best friend, another like another similarity. Um, handed me a drink and then I remember nothing. Like, she said I was speaking gibberish. And luckily I had a, a new boyfriend. This was months later. Um, I had, not that I mattered. I'm like PCing this. No, I, but it was, but whatever. So I had a new boyfriend who was wonderful and he had to leave like a major event um, to come and like she called him to come and get me. And luckily nothing happened, but like had she not been there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they had said they saw the guy who gave me the champagne starting to get handsy and this and that. And luckily, like, God bless and rest her soul, but my, one of my best friends, Stephanie, at the time, she like was like, nope, like, we're getting you out of here. And she brought me to a bathroom. She brought me to a restaurant a few, uh, whatever, restaurant a few uh, blocks down, which, like, sat me in the bathroom. She's like, I need to, like, sit her in here for a minute. And, like, sat me on the toilet until my boyfriend came and, like, was able to pick me up and put me in the car. And I woke up the next morning having no idea. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was just, like, in my pajamas on my couch. And the last thing I remember was being... In a club. It, it yeah. was a daytime thing, too. It yeah. was like a lounge, like a daytime, yeah. like a Sunday brunchy thing. Um, and I think it was like, like 14 or something. Remember that place? But this is now four people in one circle, which I, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have been roofied. It could be six people. But right. I mean, even that statistic, like four out of six in one circle, just be careful, guys. And if something's happened, like, get it out of your body once again. It's just mm-hmm. so yeah. important to talk with your friends mm-hmm. about it. It makes you feel a million times better. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, <clears throat> you know, the thing that when mine happened... I luckily, because, you know, what I do, I noticed the signs, and I remember sitting there on the couch, and I told my friend, I was like, hey, we have to go. Like, I don't feel like myself, something happened, like something was in that drink that I just drank. And then kind of, like, slowly, slowly just kind of went down from there. So, yeah, like, I mean, and I've talked about this with you guys before, how um, Keelan, who was on my podcast episode last season, or I think it was the beginning of the season, she was in Portugal and was at a bar and the bartender brought her a drink and then he, um, she ordered a drink and he said, I'll bring it to your table, brought it to her table and then he brought her another drink without her asking. Last thing she remembers until she woke up in like basically a tight brothel type place Ugh. with 20 mm-hmm. men around her and she was, yeah, still to this day Ugh. does not remember what happened to her. Yeah. We've had to do some, you know, intense therapy Major stuff therapy, because yeah. she's still trying to figure it out. And mm. this, like you said, this happens, unfortunately. And so I think it's really important that, you know, nowadays, like this is happening so much, like mm-hmm. you said, there's so many things that are constantly being all over the news, all over the internet, because this stuff happens. And, and just to piggyback on, and that's with the people who are willing to share Right. Imagine right. how many stories that are still silent that, that are shame yeah. because they and don't they know what happened. Don't talk to them. about it. And so for me, right. or they're being threatened, or God knows yeah. what. Right. Mm-hmm. For, yep. for all these. So for me, coming from a place where I have never experienced any of this type of trauma, for so long, I was just like, I've got this normal life. You know, I mean, I had struggles as a kid, and my coming from a poor family and all of that. But I was just like, I'm normal. I realize now, today, in this moment of every one of my friends. And talking to people who've had this situation and had these horrific things happen to them, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the normal. I'm the one that's abnormal. Like yeah, to come to that realization, which is so wild. It is. Wait a minute, I'm the one with the like 
odd childhood mm, of a happy yeah. childhood mm. or, yeah. or, or that I didn't experience any of this kind of trauma mm-hmm. or violation. Yeah. Do you know I, what I know. Mean? That's, so that's such so a crazy so revelation I, and, to have. Yeah, well, I think we talked we talked about this earlier. I mean, think because you know, um, last night, like I said, we had wine over here with Cassie, and we all went to sushi and talked about our stories a little bit. Um, and then we came back here, and I was talking to Cassie and her boyfriend about you know my situation, if, a little bit of my story, my recent story. And her boyfriend asked me some questions. I told him some things. And he's now he, so inspired. He's writing a script. Yeah, he's gonna write a script. That is, and so he's gonna inspiring. write a movie about my mm-hmm. life. And just we were gonna throw us out like, right now. Wait. We're gonna do a script. Yeah, and we were like gonna be something. We were like, wait a minute. He wasn't like checking out of the conversation. He went to go get creative and yeah. download. Yeah, so when he came oh, up, yeah. when you were in the bathroom, he came up to me. He's like. All right, so and I was like, well, so would you produce? I would love for you to like, maybe let's talk about doing a script because I really want to do that. He's like, I'm already over here writing. I've already been starting. I was like, no, <laughs> no, and no, we no. know exactly I, who will play you. I, <laughs> yes, and Debbie Lovato, if you're listening. Debbie Lovato. Yes. That's what we always, everyone no, always says that I was like her, so it's a joke. Totally, no, and like we were in, and I feel like she would, she would totally be so oh, incredible in that, that role. And she would, that. she's just got like, I don't know. She's a warrior, and she like fights for. Mm-hmm. I already like know. This, like, I feel like she would be yes, so down. Her but, mental health, everything. Like, yeah, you guys would have some great. But you know, he his. But I was telling Zeke earlier. I was like, his shock of my story. Oh yeah. Your friend from last night, Megan. Her mm-hmm. shock, like she, like when you went to the bathroom, she was like, "You were in the bathroom both times." Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, reaction was like oh my gosh like she just was in shock and then he was in shock and again it's so sad because for me I've become kind of I don't know what the word is like desensitized mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. so when people are shocked by my story I'm like well, why are you like tripping out about it yeah. like yeah. why is it so shocking to you because uh, working in this industry this is out. all I hear right. working in this industry working in you know mental health as a crisis worker as a counselor this and that I hear this stuff all the time yeah. so then when I hear people that don't have a story like mm-hmm. Seek mm-hmm. or people who haven't had something majorly happen to them like that like Cassie it's like dang you guys are the ones that are like abnormal totally. which is totally I, I sad and fucked mm-hmm. up because it's way. like this is really sad that I'm literally fighting for something and we're fighting, you know, as a group for mm-hmm. something that's so big and important, mm-hmm. but it's so normal. Right. And yeah. it's so okay. And, and it's yeah. so regular. Mm-hmm. And it happens daily. And it happens, you know, several times a day. Like, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Like, really, though, okay. this is so amazing because, like, like I was saying, I got inspired to tell my story from other people right. that had opened up. And you heard mm-hmm. mine. And so, like, well, hopefully like, that was yeah, I was like, going to tell yeah. that story that I yeah. told until I heard your story. I just yeah. right. feel like they're, people, they're probably still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a fetish, and that's something I was going to share with you is, like, that's something that I went Mm -hmm. through, too, is, you know, I don't know what you guys know about my story, but basically I was kidnapped and held captive in a house and sold in sex trafficking at 17. For six weeks. And, um... Jesus fucking Christ. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And one of... her episode? (laughs) Season two? (laughs) Sorry. Um, one of the guys that would come into that house, his fetish was... To have sex with somebody who was dead. So they would give me a sleeping pill before he showed up. And then I I don't even, I don't know. But the worst part was is that when when I went to um, rehab for all of this, 
my mom and I were searching on porn sites because my mom and I were getting emails from people of, oh, I see your daughter on this porn site because everything <gasps> was recorded. It was, it was all webcam. on live webcam. They were making money off of the live webcam, oh my God. plus charging the guys to come this in so and do what they so wanted. Sick. And then also selling it to the porn sites. So the worst part is is that some of those times that I don't remember, it's out there. I actually got my answers. Mm. But I got it through watching it fucking happen yeah. on a porn I'm so site. Sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. So, I can't even imagine. So I get all the it. questions and you like, guys have, she has her <laughs> answer to watch her Watching stuff. it happen. <laughs> and like with the roofie, my story's more like you guys. Like I was actually my with my best friend Stephanie as well. Weird. And <laughs> so weird. And we were down in Miami and DJ Khaled was playing there at one of the big clubs and we got into his VIP and somebody had given me a drink and luckily Stephanie's one of those people she likes to more of wait till like later at night to get drunk so she was kind of waiting to drink she was still drinking her water and so she knows I started acting like totally bizarre Mm -hmm. and you know I had just come to spend Easter with her family like this was just it was such a mess and so she took me to the bathroom and I actually was so like out of it that I fell on the sink and broke the sink off and like flooded the whole <gasps> oh club. my god I don't remember oh any gosh. of it and then next morning I wake up naked in a bed with my best friend Stephanie next to me and it was some dude's apartment that like saw us at the club like struggling and he was like a promoter there or whatever and he like offered us one of his condos to stay at and apparently like I don't know they like gave me a bath together and I'm still like Mm. I don't know it's like just so weird how all this so isn't that where it started no, no I, so can I ask one question just in case people didn't see the other episode and Mm -hmm. I want to put this on the Buddha bullying one-on-one platform as well yeah can you just tell me so that we can just make people aware of any of the signs, if there are any, and I'm sure that they yeah. vary, what, how this, just what, how you were, um, like, I don't know, summoned or taken or kidnapped is the right word, like, yeah. into the, yeah, oh, so, she in a little bit, but, um, yeah, maybe, yeah. Hear a little just really quickly, because um, if we can ever save anybody from anything. It was somebody that I worked for it for a boss. while. <sighs> And um, he had gotten into a car crash, so he had the perfect excuse for me to be driving him to work. And, like, I would have to bring him the checks. And basically, my boyfriend at the time was really addicted to Adderall and then drinking. So that caused, like, a very angry mix. And so I did, I was working multiple jobs to make more money to give to him to buy his drugs and do what he's doing. And so my boss, my kidnapper, he knew that I needed the job in order to keep my man happy. And that was like, you know, when you're 17, like keeping your boyfriend happy, yeah. is that's like your number one priority. What do you want, baby? Like, yeah. I'll go get it for you. Anything. I'll pick up another job. Sure. And um, so he knew I needed the job. Then he knew that my boyfriend got sent off to rehab. So the only person that I knew in Orlando just got sent off to a facility so there was nobody there and I'm right sorry. and there's and I was not in contact with my family mm-hmm. so my that's why for six weeks weeks nobody no. looked for her because nobody. nobody knew that she was gone because her boyfriend was in the facility and her family and her didn't have a relationship so for six weeks she went off the radar but nobody had known wow. yeah so it was your so boss mm-hmm. 
Yeah. She wanted to go pick up the chat checks and then that's We're also when... doing a movie about her. We decided yeah. that I'm going to play her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she went to go pick up her checks and then when she walked six in, weeks. she basically got trapped mm-hmm. into staying. I can't. But I here's can't what's weird. This. Okay. Because I say it's six weeks. But what's weird is one of the girls that was in that house, she is one, the only other survivor of it. Um, the others were killed. Oh, my God. Yes. <gasps> that's um, so horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... Um, she saw what I was doing on social media, and she was in hiding because she got pregnant from everything. And she reached out to me, and I recently took my husband, who I recently just married, and congratulations, congratulations. thank you. And we went to go see her because she actually only lives about I think it was a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and um, she only lives like an hour and a half away from me right now. And I always was wondering, why am I here? Why am I still in Florida? I need to get out of here. I don't like this area. I don't like the people here. Like, I don't want to be here. I should go somewhere else. And she saw everything that I was doing on my platform, trying to raise awareness for this and coming out about Andrew. And I'm in the process of pressing my own charges now. And so he's not in prison? He is. He yes, is, but not some, by her, somebody else from her other, from that, another person. Um, that he their parents to. pressed charges on her behalf. So um, he is in prison, but not for her, because she's in the process of getting Just her charges added. Yeah. added. yeah. And Absolutely. so... Um, so this friend that you found... Yeah. The other girl uh, that you so connected with. Me and my husband went to go see her and meet her kids. And when I was there, like, I mean, just seeing her for, like, the first time, like, that was, like, absolutely crazy. I mean, this is a girl, like, we used to literally sit there and, like, we would just, like, look into each other's eyes and we're, like, just look at me and, like, everything's fine. Like, this was, you know, this person. And she, she wasn't ready to open up when she first reached out to me. And then she reached out to me again and this is when I went to go see her finally. And, um... It was crazy because she opened up and she told our whole story, mine and her story, through her perspective. And she remembers things that I don't remember. And to hear her saying everything, I mean, my husband's sitting there, he's hearing it. And then for the first time, I mean, you just had somebody reach out to you and tell you that I was stealing somebody else's story. And that I wasn't telling the truth. And... To hear her come out about everything and tell me this, not only was it validating, but it also, I've been having to, like, go back to therapy, like, heavy because of the things that she has reminded me of that I have forgotten. Mm -hmm. So you were originally saying that it might have been longer than six weeks? She says it was longer than six weeks. Hmm. But I don't think it was. I right. think that it was around two months, let yeah. I me mean, right. give or take. So I mean, either Ugh. way, that's oh my god. Are you kidding? Okay. Two seconds. So I mean, a day. That was just bringing either me way, back. But yeah. yeah. So and even with the whole like sex trafficking thing we talked about yesterday, you know, and I've talked about this with you guys, but I don't think I've talked about it on my podcast yet about how that interview that um, so I did that interview with um, ABC for my new charges against my old stepdad. And the reporter, the first thing he asked me was, was so weird, because he sat me down, and like, we, we didn't really prepare like questions, but I kind of was already knowing what he was gonna talk about. And so he sat down, and he goes, first I wanna ask you, no, so I started telling my story, and then he goes, first question I'm gonna ask you is, when all this was happening, he's like, how do you feel? Do you think that you were his sex slave? Mm-hmm. And that was the first time anyone had ever asked me that, like, I've never been asked that. That was the first time that that perspective, it was the weirdest thing. It was like someone literally like, like it just hit me. And I, I remember just kind of being like, wait, 
what? Like, like you just gave me another label to like, think about. Yeah, like what? Yeah. And he's all, yeah, like, do you think you were his sex slave? And then I thought about it because, again, with what we do, with what I do, I fight for, you know, sexual child abuse. I fight for human, tra- you know, sex trafficking of children, all these different things. But I've always kept them separate. Mm-hmm. I've always kept sex trafficking separate from, mm-hmm. okay, separate. well, I'm not a sex trafficking victim or anything, but I was sexually abused as a child, but that's different. But now that, like, we're all sitting here and we're talking about all these different stories and stuff, like, that is not different. Because, no, yes, if I really look at it and I look up and I write both situations down, the only difference is that I didn't have the mo- more, more than one person. But I was at his beck and call when he said what he wanted, when he wanted it, how we want. Like, it, I didn't have those options. I didn't have those choices. So, and I, I'm only saying this because I think a lot of times, especially nowadays with everything that's going on and everybody's being very vocal about human trafficking, mm-hmm. but not child sexual abuse yeah. because child sexual abuse, they're in their homes and like, especially yeah. with this pandemic, like that is hard uh, for me because yeah, like these kids, so like me being, me being right. trapped in my house with my old stepfather for weeks at a time, like imagine. I can't even imagine, oh, like mm-hmm. just with what I went through enough, like, you know, well, every just, day like, right. happening just about that. Yeah, hap- that with what I went through every day was enough. But considering like everything that people, like these kids could be going through multiple times a day, so again, the only reason why this is important for me to even say is because I think a lot of times people are like, "Well, my story is not as bad." Mm-hmm. Well, my story is not as bad as yours. Yeah, well, my story is not as bad as yours. Well, I was drugged, but I didn't get raped, so it's okay. Well, I was drugged. You know what I mean? Remember. All of these things. What it comes down to is where it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's. We're all victims, but we're all survivors of this type of situation. And I don't want somebody to hear this and think, well, I wasn't, you know, abused as a child for several years. I was only raped once. So it's not as bad as yours. Vice versa. I don't want to, like, somebody with my situation be like, oh, well, yeah, I was, you know, this happened to me for a lot of years, but I wasn't raped multiple times by multiple people. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I really just want every everyone to know that's hearing this from Buddha Bullying, Badass mm-hmm. Do-Gooders, Candle in Dark Room, whoever is listening to this to just know, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We all, as a society, need to quit comparing those situations. Yes. It's all wrong. It's all not okay. We all need to use mm-hmm. our voices. Like Brittany said, this is why it's important to sit here and talk about this right now. Because yeah. a child could be being saved right now by listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. A person that's at home being bullied at school all day mm-hmm. because they're assholes at school, but really are being abused at home. Mm-hmm. That People have no, no idea. idea. Or Absolutely. a little girl who's maybe mm-hmm. being trafficked by her boyfriend or her parents or whatever, but it's going to school during the day and people think that she's just disgusting and doesn't get ready in the morning. Or whatever the situation is, it's like, we have no Less idea. Judgment. That's all Let's stop yeah. being assholes to one another. Let's yeah. stop comparing to one another. I, myself, I think why I did, it did take so long is because I did downplay it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank you for that because I was like, well, like I said, like, I knew him and this and that, but like, like, hearing all this, I'm like, fuck no. I think it was a pretty good episode on like downplaying things. Yes. And I was like, well, I've been talking to this woman who's, who happened by her husband. It doesn't matter if it's your fucking husband or what. Right, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's your husband and if you've given him consent a hundred times. You say no in that moment. It is no. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's your best exactly. friend. No, you say no. No, no is no. Mm-hmm. Let's teach that as, as let's teach that teach mm-hmm. that to our children now. Parents, teach that to your to your young child, your boy. Teach mm-hmm. him like when a girl says no, she means no. Mm-hmm. She means no now. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no exactly. excuses. That is a huge thing for me to teach my son right now. He his is like 
hey, your sister said don't touch that, so don't touch that. Like, her toy or something. Right. Or she he goes and bugs her in, in her room, and, he, and she's like, Bob, get out of my room. And he doesn't listen. When your sister says she needs space, she needs space. When your mm-hmm. sister says no to not wanting you, you to touch her things and don't touch her things, it may be as simple as touching her ball. But it's But we're let's mm-hmm. teach our children these boundaries. Because, again, this kind of stuff would have been taught to us as we were when we were young. Maybe we would have been more aware of the situations. Maybe I would have felt more safe to tell somebody at, mm-hmm. you know, seven years old instead of waiting until I was 15, at, you know, eight years later. Maybe, you know, you would have not gone inside and felt like more aware, hey, this is a little bit of a sketchy situation. Maybe I should call someone and let them know I'm going. You know what I mean? So either way, like, again, this is so important to spread this awareness on all of these issues because it's all in the same circle and it's all, it yeah. all comes yeah. together. I love what you just thing. said, though, because, and I don't mean to, like, I don't, I, let me start over. Edit that out. Because um, <laughs> I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But um, it is so important, truly, to make sure that parents are having the very most uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't care how uncomfortable it is for you. Yeah. This is a matter of you can be saving your child from from something 10, 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the uncomfortable conversations. Exactly. You have to show them that like the world is not always rainbows and lollipops and when right. you get older things happen and just obviously there are ways to do it and ways to obviously there's a filter in things, some way but, but they yeah. need to be aware they yep. have to because yep. the second that we fall short in communication yep. everything then else they falls think the world's a safe place and yeah then, and then one other vulnerable. thing like zeke was saying um with every you know because we all work in different fields and obviously like i and i have done anti-sex trafficking work and i have done you know, but on your podcast, we've right. talked about abuse and, and I did something recently with domestic abuse. And But even if your issue is just the fact that you get anxiety or you're your own worst critic in your head or you're your, or it's a self-bullying situation, mm-hmm. it is still so okay for you to talk to somebody, Yeah, you know, because people hear, you know, they hear certain stories and they think, oh, well, like, I just have anxiety. I'm just going to sit back. And that's what happened just last night when your yeah, friends didn't want to yeah. talk. Remember, I was telling you, I'm like, we had someone that was thinking of maybe talking but or speaking, but then she went on your page and saw everything you've been through, and she right. was like, oh, like, I almost, like, don't even deserve to say anything. And it's like, right. don't it, compare. Yes. It's like, everybody's situation is personal. Sure, some are way worse, but it doesn't mean It doesn't mean it's not affecting not you in important. the same exactly. way. And, and, and that's the thing, it. too. Like, that can affect you. Your anxiety can affect you with your with PTSD and emotions. And yeah. It's just as bad as me being raped. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody totally. is different. And every their effects of the way that they interpret things, depending on how sensitive they are, depending on how their heart is, things like that. Like, it's going to affect everyone different. And, I, like, that's okay. Don't compare yourself to what's worse and what's, you know, what's not. Just, like, with bodies. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm never going to be 110 pounds because I have a completely different body well, look shape. At this. I'm never going to, you know, there's certain things that we have to look at. The same, you know, with bullying. Like, mm-hmm. we could sit there and, again, talk crap about a girl who maybe is, like, dressed down, but we have no idea what her situation is. Well, yeah. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I there are, too. totally. And there are people that have been, you know, sex trafficked. That'd be right. Like, there are people that have been sex trafficked, and there are people who have been through, you know, what you've been through in the right. child abuse. And you guys are survivors, you're warriors, you're like the light. And there are kids I know or there are parents I know whose young kids have not dealt with either of those scenarios who have committed suicide. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you don't know how something's affecting I somebody. I do think exactly. yeah. a silver lining of this pandemic in a terrible it's situation a is 
it has really brought a lot of light to mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, people who didn't realize they had mental health issues mm-hmm. are coming to terms with it. And I think as mm-hmm. terrible as that is, I think to. it's important mm-hmm. that people are realizing, just like like you're saying, people might not realize like deep down issues and then they, God forbid, going and commit suicide or whatnot. But it really has normalized mental health and a lot of people mm-hmm. do feel like they're not alone mm-hmm. and whatnot well, and because help- everyone is going through yeah. a really rough time right now. Mm-hmm. Well, like so, you said, it's absolutely. helping people realize for other people too, like, I didn't realize how bad my wife's depression was. Right. I didn't realize how bad that my my husband's yeah. uh, you know suicide talk was. Like I thought he was just bullshitting. But well, like, look what happened to me serious. over quarantine? Yeah, like well, exactly. Like well, and my friend who, who was also on my podcast, her husband had talked about like committing suicide for years, but like it was kind of a not a joke, but like she knew he wasn't serious. He would just say things when he was depressed, but like no one took it seriously until he did. Until he did it one day and just. Well, that was it. Yeah, so, like, so sorry. this is the kind of stuff that's happening because, like you said, the pandemic is really bringing to light right. the sex trafficking, the mental health, all the shit that people have kept their heads buried on yeah. for so many years. But, again, it's also important. That's why it is, like, I 100% advocate for sex trafficking and all those things. But I also want people to understand the whole thing with the kids that are being mm-hmm. abused at home mm-hmm. because I feel like that's Ugh, not getting that's enough light. That's really That's something that's happening me. that's not getting well, talked about. Well, People are talking. Thank you, Dessie. You're so yeah. Well, uh, my husband yeah. and I were talking about the other day, but, you know, you, you hear, like, oh, that's just a crazy uncle. Like, he just no. does stuff like yeah. that. And you no. can't do no. that anymore. Yeah. We need to put yeah. down yeah. everything. Because, yeah. again, like, your kids it's too. hard for me. Yes. Again, I'm out there. believe them. Right. And I'm out there marching and doing all these things for sex trafficking. But when I try to get people to do the stuff for, like, just kids that are being abused at home, I, it goes silent. And people don't want to help. And people people don't want to get involved. That's just too much for them to handle. And it's like, this is happening just as, this is just as important as sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. This is just as important as that. Because this is kids that can't escape it. And they're yeah. sitting in it right now. Mm-hmm. And so, again, talking to our kids is so important. And being vulnerable with them and letting them know, like, the world is not, like you said, rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with peaches. Like, I told my kids. I didn't tell them about the whole sex trafficking part, but I told them about how this woman was selling her daughter for people to do bad things to her daughter and that she was kidnapped. And I mean, I tell my kids, like, yeah, a little girl that went missing in Utah, I told them that her uncle kidnapped her. Her uncle <clears throat> kidnapped her, raped her, and then they found her in the forest. <sighs> and she was, like, four. And it was horrible. And it was the mom's brother who was a drug addict who had come home, like, to stay with them for a couple days and was sleeping on the couch, kidnapped a little girl in the middle of the night, took her to, to the woods, and then raped and murdered her. No. And I can't it was horrible. And, like, they were looking for her for, like, three days, and she was, like, 50 feet from the house. But, like, oh the way they, they she couldn't find her because she was Did covered she die? in trees. Yeah, she died. She was murdered. And, well, and also... So my point of that is, yeah. the reason I was saying Sorry. that is because... <laughs> no, you're fine. But the reason I was saying that is because, like... I like let's tell our kids about those things. Mm-hmm. Like they don't need to know that she was raped. They don't need to know she was, you know, her head was cut. Whatever the situation is, but they need to know like this shit happens. Yeah. And yeah. when my kids ask me to go spend the night, my my son will literally throw a fit. Like you're so my my thing is you don't trust anybody, mom. Nope, you're right. I yeah, know, and I'm I okay don't. with that. You'll love me when you're older, but as of right now, I don't care if I'm an asshole because that's what I get all the time. It's I love not that, fair, mom. You don't let me let us do anything mm-hmm. fun. Like I mean, I'd rather be that. Same. I'd rather be a Scrooge than be a mom that was blind and let her kids go do whatever because that's Mm -hmm. what they wanted to do. So, again, like, this is just, this whole conversation is just so important because it doesn't matter if you're two. It doesn't matter if you're 20. It doesn't matter if you're 30. It doesn't matter if however old you are. 
this can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, unfortunately, rape, assault, any of those things do not discriminate. So this is an important topic. This is something that needs to continue, be continued to be spoken about. And, you know, Alexa, thank you for, like, coming out and telling, yeah. being open about what happened to you because I can tell it's heavy. It's still raw. And it's something that's going to be, it's going to take work. Awesome. And you're going to, it's going to hurt some days. Like today, it hurt worse than others. And you're going to wake up and you're going to have those sad days. And it's okay. Like, yeah. It's okay to not be okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. It is okay to not be okay. It is okay to tell yourself, like, you know what? I'm feeling really shitty today and this fucking sucks. And I'm going to just sit home, watch Lifetime, and I'm going to do nothing and just feel yeah. sorry for myself for today. Like, it is okay to do that. But then tomorrow, you pick yourself up. We put our, you know capes on and mm-hmm. we go conquer the world yeah. because mm-hmm. that is the only way that you're gonna start healing. we're gonna heal and that I want to I just want to say thank you for giving me the platform to of do course. that because if I hadn't had this platform today I would have just been watching Lifetime exactly well here's I want to say three last things before we we go because I think yeah. they're important for everyone to hear the first one is just I know that this type of conversation is very, I know that this type of subject matter is very heavy, but I was having this conversation with Chris, my boyfriend yesterday, about how easy it is to turn a blind eye because it is so heavy and you're almost like, someone else will deal with that. No, yeah. we are the people. We are the fucking mm-hmm. human race. Mm-hmm. Don't turn a blind eye. Anything you can do, even if it's the smallest amount, you can donate, help, get involved, volunteer, do it. Like it's, there are so many people yeah. struggling and we, and it could be you, it could, could have been you, it could have been your sister, it could have been your daughter, it could have been your mother, it could have been... A guy that you know. I mean, men struggle as well. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that as, you know, too. And um, so just don't turn a blind eye. That was one. Two, what can we do? Like, uh, what can we do immediately right mm-hmm. now? Like, just to tell anybody, like, do, is it make sure someone, p- people have tracking info that you love? Make sure they can see where you are GPS mm-hmm. wise. Like, yeah, we got to turn location. So, a couple yeah. of different um, yeah, suggestions for that. Yes, so I want to say as well. Is to definitely, um, my family and I, we have a trackers on our phones. People are like, why do you have your, why are you following oh, your phone, yeah. whatever. Following. No, no, no. You follow <laughs> each other. Not because of that. If sure not, it, but follow each other. But if, like, so and important. if you don't want to keep it all the time, when you're going out with somebody, right. hey, I'm going to tr- drop you. I, I sometimes, like, go out with my friends, and I'll just drop my husband a pin mm-hmm. of where I'm at. Just so he knows, like, if I don't show up at home, where the last place I was mm-hmm. at, or something like that. That is huge. Communication. Let people know. You don't just, like, go to somebody's house without, without telling anybody. them, mm-hmm. like, in the right. middle of nowhere going to meet somebody on Craigslist to pick up an item right. and not tell anybody where right. you're going. So right. that is huge. Um, again, I've talked about this on my page a lot. Pepper spray. Yes. Get some type of self-defense thing to keep on Pepper you spray, at all pocket times. knife. Um, there's this Is that one? I, I don't follow. know if I'm giving the wrong. But no, there's I mean, this girl I follow. Her name is Bree, and she has this page on my, on my page. I've shared her stuff before. It's called Fight for Girls. She lived in Utah, and Turner, she was asleep in her room. Her window was cracked open, and a man jumped in, tried to assault her. He stabbed oh her multiple times. Um, her sister came from behind, screamed, all this stuff. An off-duty police officer heard the scream, came in, and shot the guy. Oh it was a huge thing. Anyway, she has a thing where she, like, put it on your finger, and when you go jogging or anything, it's, like, it has a blade and a pepper spray. So Amazing. It's, like, really cool. So there's yeah. lots of different things that you can get for that. Being, again, being open with your kids, being very vulnerable without your kids. Hey, if you are ever uncomfortable, you make sure that you tell mom. Even mm-hmm. if somebody tells you not to and tells um, you to keep secrets. Yeah, no secrets. Um, no secrets. Secret. Yeah. A, a book oh, that and people I, who are being threatened, I want to, before mm-hmm. I forget. Yes. There are so many anonymous hotlines and mm-hmm. places that are safe yep. where you won't, you will be okay. 
I don't care what the fucking person says. You'll yep. be okay. But that that's a huge thing. And as I well, wish that someone would have told me that because yeah, that was yeah. my thing that kept me silent for so long. Was that your family? You know, my thing. family. I I was my family was being threatened. They right. were going to be killed and this and that. And I wish that someone would have would have told me like. Still tell, even if they tell nope. you not to. And mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I just want to say one thing. You, you mentioned this earlier, and just, like, hearing, like, everyone else's stories, I think it's important to never think this can't happen to you or someone mm-hmm. you love. Right. Because I am guilty of that. Right. Not just from my story, but just in general. You watch yeah. movies, and you hear these stories, oh, and you're totally. like, that you never, never think, like, that would never happen to me. And just, like, hearing everybody's stories, I just, like, I think that's important for myself as right. well to understand it can happen Unfortunately, to anybody. Unfortunately, it can happen men. to anybody. I mean, yeah. men are traffic. about. Exactly. Right. That's men are traffic. Like, it's, an, it's huge. Totally. Um, yeah. A book that I want parents to look into, Some Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept by Janine Sanders. Anyway, it's called yeah, Janine. It's J-A-Y-N-E-E-N. Yeah. So Janine Sanders. Um, again, Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept. And it literally goes through a situation where a neighbor touched the boy and he mm. told him not to tell and it, it's very like specific but without being too graphic so that's an important book yeah, um, there's lots that. of other ones that I can recommend on my page but those are important so um that is probably the top things to just communicate when like mm-hmm. I said when you go places tell somebody keep in communication mm-hmm. keep something on you to keep yourself safe if you need to defend yourself um and then if anything happens and you're wishy-washy about it Ask somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call somebody. <clears throat> Reach out to somebody who works in this field. There, we're all on Instagram. There's lots of us. That's Candle in a dark room. Hey, this happened to me. I need some advice on Like, I get those messages all the time. Like, do you think that this was, you know, what do you think about this? Call professional therapists and, you know, get yeah. an evaluation about what happened. Whatever the situation is, just don't be ashamed. If, if it feels uneasy, it probably yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Because right. your, your, our follow your intuition, yeah. follow your gut, our intuition mm-hmm. tells us when something is wrong. Yeah. And that's what we need to follow. Yeah. Back so. to the tip of telling people. So even my husband is super protective. Like, I let him know, like, everything. I'm, I've, I've arrived. I'm safe. Right. I, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm on my way. Blah. Even, like, taking Uber and Lyft. Yes. Yeah. The practice that we have yep. as a family, we're in a family thread. So my boy, my kids... My husband and my so when I get an Uber, I screenshot the confirmation, yep. the driver, everything, yep. and I send it to my family. Yeah, so, so they know. And I send to my husband that, yeah. and then I um set, drop him a pin as well, mm-hmm. like yeah, to follow, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are important things that we can do to kind of help. Um, again, even when you're if you're just running to Target, hey, I'm at Target because. We've, we've seen Target how those type of things are happening. I've been hearing right. things about Target, Walmart, parking lots. Parking lots are, yeah. Parking yeah. lots are look People all are around putting, you like, and... now, like, plastic over windshield wipers, I like, heard in the car that. wash, which are signs that, like, when, when you leave, someone follows you, and it means that they're alone. Also, and here are no one. the, like, the ties on the mirrors. Oh, yeah, there's lots of ties for that you're a woman alone. I found a zip tie on my mirror. Yeah. So there's different, like... Signs. So basically, again, it's just like, and it's so sad that this is the case, but you guys, we need to be aware. aware. Okay, I'd rather be absolutely anxious at all times in that way and nervous than when you're leaving your parking lot at night, leaving work, whatever situation is. Get on the phone with somebody as you're walking to your car. Get, you know, just uh, little things. When you're going on a jog. Yes, little things that can literally save your life. Like, yeah, this woman in Utah, again, I think it was in Utah, went for a jog and she's been missing for like five days. And no one knows what happened to her. And she just, like, was a mom and a wife and, like, nobody knows. So things like that. So, anyway, again, it's just things that are important to just make sure you communicate because it's it can save your life. 
This was an amazing episode. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys sitting down, and I want to do more things like this. Again, I think it's important to get, you know, every like many different mm-hmm. perspectives. Totally. Um, you guys, again, this is going to be for Buddha Bullying, Badass Do-Gooders, and Camel Dark Room. So I will make sure to post it on all three of those platforms. Please reach out to me on Candle Dark Room if you need any advice in any of these subjects, as well yeah, as you I was can about reach to say the out. Same thing. Yeah. You can reach same out to us, all of the to organizations any of us, about um, anything you're going mm-hmm. through. Yeah, bullying. You know, the Buddha bullying. Check out their thing if you're struggling with that. Yes. There's so many different things that we all do, Mental and we're kind health. of with what I do. We we have a circle of many different topics and people who work with many different things with so don't and then I have with sex resources you. right sex, loving you. sex oh yes and sex loving you amber does have that podcast as well sex um, love and sex you. love and you okay, that awesome. they recently started i was a guest on that not very long ago so yeah again there's lots of resources so just there's literally out. no excuse mm-hmm. just please reach out and ask for help um make sure you are following at candle and dark room on instagram and we will talk to you guys next time yeah. off to pee love you all <laughs>